Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Uh, I'm excited. We're going to do a new series. All right, come on. Is it good to grow? Is it good to grow? Come on. I I would ask you, I would say, how many of these series have really impacted your life? But I'm scared uh, we won't get a lot of hands. I'm just kidding. Uh, But but no, I know that they are. And I know that you're looking for series. I know that you're looking to grow. And um, we're going to start this new series uh, here for the next couple weeks. Um, and, and, And it's called Unexpected Moments. Uh, unexpected moments. Anybody have uh, times or stories in your life when there were unexpected moments, things that you thought, things that you did not plan happening, you hoped they would happen, and then when they did happen, you were like, dang. I, I remember a story, my wife uh, telling me, uh, she was a kid and she entered this sweepstakes trip uh, thing. She was going to breakfast at Shoney's with her family back in the day. Come on, any, any Shoney breakfast people out there? Come on, I, I, I miss it. Um, and, and so uh, there was this uh, giveaway. There was a sweepstakes where you could sign up, and it was, so they lived in Texarkana, and it was an all-expense trip, totally paid, to come up to Fayetteville and watch the Hogs play basketball, and if you won, listen to this, she was 13 years old, if you won, they were going to put you in a hotel, they were going to feed you, they were going to let you go to the basketball game, and not only that, but you could be a ball girl or guy, be on the court, and wait, get a towel, you know, get the sweat spots up, you know what I'm saying, chase the ball, and this was in 1994, when it was the championship year, and she's telling me this a couple years ago when I'm taking my family to a hog game, she's like, oh yeah, I did that. And I'm like, you did what? I thought she was talking about like eating a hot dog. And she's like, I was on the court at the hogs. I, I, did, I did that. I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My family came up and I got to do the basketball thing. And I went, and, and I was like, you were a dancer. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and she tells me this elaborate story about how she won and her family got to come up here. And you know what? In that moment, I was like, you lucky sucker. Come on. Have you ever heard a story of some, like, my wife didn't play basketball at all. She, and so when they were like, hey, you won Fayetteville. You, you, you won 19 championship. She's like, okay. Can you explain the rules? <laughs> and I'm sitting over there like, well, God, you, you ever hear a story where you're like, why, why not me? Like you're trying to be really cool about it because, you know what I'm saying, you're like trying to be happy for someone else. And you're like, that is so awesome. But internally you're like. <laughs> Listen. I feel like sometimes that's how we are with God. It, 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 I feel like sometimes we actually think that um, special moments are, are, are only given to special people. And that many of us believe that God can, and we're just not sure that God will in our life. And, and, and a lot of times it's almost as if... Um, 
we hear about everybody else's um, unexpected moments and wonder when we're going to have one. When, when we're going to have one. Church, listen, I don't, I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I am telling you that I believe that God is not done with your life and there is an unexpected moment where you believe. Listen, I'm not talking about a lack of faith. See, in our church, we want to be biblically based. What that means is we don't have to see in order to believe. We believe in faith, and we believe that God is moving even when we can't see it. But come on, when we see it, it's okay to be excited. Come on, does that make sense? Like, woo, come on. I was talking to this young man, uh, a young associate pastor this last week. And uh, for the last 10 years, we've been talking about things that he wanted on his list to happen. And, uh, and he, in 30 seconds, tells me, all of this stuff that we've been talking about for the last 10 years. And I just said, hold up, time out. Do you know what you just said? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, can we get a place, praise clap up in here? Can we, man, where are you at? I want to hit the phone to your chest. I want to just like phone bump you right now. Like, can we just go back and talk about all? And so here's the deal, because life is so forward moving, we trivialize the things we've obtained that we prayed for for so long. Because we're just on, listen, to the next thing. We're just on to the next thing. Listen, I believe there are wonderful moments, unexpected moments that are waiting for you. And here is the overarching concept today. Any moment can be your moment. Any moment can be your moment. I don't believe that we have to totally uh, uh, split up our marriage in order to revive it. I don't believe we have to quit five jobs to gain clarity. I believe that God, the Spirit of God, loves you so much that He is trying to talk to you in a whisper so that you avoid the thunder. Come on, help me. The Bible says that, that God, that, 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 that the sheep begin to know the voice of the shepherd. And so as we talk about this, here's the thing. When I say unexpected moment, I mean this. The moment it moves from knowing to seeing. Till we see the things that we've been hoping for. We see the things that we've been praying for. Come on, somebody. Has anybody been alive long enough to see something they've been praying for? Come on. Come on. You may not know it, but you're in church today because someone prayed for you. And you may not even know that you're someone's unexpected moment. Where they believe God for you and they prayed for you. Over the next few weeks, we're going to start a sermon series called Unexpected Moments. And this concept comes from three um, books of the Bible, three stories that are very similar. Uh, It's an account in Matthew, in Mark, and in John, and I'm only going to read two, and we're going to talk about this section of Scripture for the next couple weeks, um, because I really want to unpack this. Turn to Matthew chapter 26, verse 6, and we're going to dive into this. Matthew chapter 26, verse 6. And it says this, now when Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leopard, 
a woman came up to him with an alabaster flask and a very expensive ointment. She poured it on his head, reclined at the table, and when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to him, Why do you trouble this woman? For she has done a beautiful thing. Come on, listen. Can I just stop for five seconds? Don't judge somebody else's worship. You have no idea the pain, the process, and the miracle. When you see someone's hands raised, don't go, oh, it's that church. When you see someone crying in worship, don't, oh, it's that church. You have no idea what someone's road is. Does that make sense? And here we are in a room full of believers, <laughs> and we're judging. I got to move on. They're getting too real. I, I usually doesn't get real until like 17 minutes in, my bad. Okay. Listen. For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you have um, the poor with you always, but you don't always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has prepared me for burial. Truly I say to you, whenever the gospel is proclaimed to the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. This same story is in Mark chapter 14, verse 3 and 4. I'm not going to read it because it's pretty much the same. But I do want to read uh, another version, another account um, of this. And I think it's very, very important that we understand the Bible is not confusing. It's a different account. Every gospel is written through a lens. Matthew is written as Jesus is king. Okay? And so every story comes from the aspect that Matthew is king. Um, Jesus is king. Thank you. Keep, keep helping me. All right. And so it talks about Jesus King, Jesus Servant, uh, Jesus Man, Jesus God. John talks about Jesus being God. Does that make sense? Uh, um, uh, Mark, uh, Luke talks about Jesus being man, the Son of God. Uh, Mark talks about Jesus being a servant. And so when you read that, all the stories are processed through these, this narrative. Okay, so let's look, John chapter 12, verse 1 through 8. It says this, six days before Passover, Jesus, therefore, hey, anytime it says, therefore, you need to ask why is, come on. All right, cool, thank you, Adam. You know what I'm saying? Like, anytime it's there, you need to, and, and it says, therefore, you need to ask, come on, why it is, therefore. Okay, listen, okay. Came to Bethany. Where Lazarus was, whom Jesus raised from the dead, so that they were having dinner for him. Martha served. Lazarus was one reclining at the table. Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive oil, okay, pure nard, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped it with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance and Judas and blah, blah, blah. And you can go read it for yourself. Here's what I need you to see is there are a lot of characters in this story. And, and because 
Jesus said, what this woman has done, we will, it, will be, um, it will be communicated forever. And we have many times preached this story. And we will get to her in a couple weeks. But we need to see that there are a lot of testimonies, come on somebody, in this house. There are a lot of change in this house, we see, I don't know if you caught that, but in Matthew, go back there just real quick, 26.6, it says this. It says, now Jesus was at, come on, help me read it, Bethany in the house of, you got Simon the leper, you got Lazarus the dead, you got Martha who ain't going crazy no more serving. You got Mary who's pouring out, and you got the religious questioning everything that's happening. Come on, somebody. Come on, listen. If this, if this is not church, <laughs> it's getting a little real. Look who is in the house. There is a house party going on. Come on, Lionel Richie, we dancing on the ceiling, baby. There's some things happening, but in this story, we see the healed. The hopeless has become healed. There is new life. Come on, in the house. Does anybody understand today? Is there anybody in this house that has gone from death to life? Come on. You were so excited about that. Yeah, I went to death life. You're good. <laughs> Come on, is there anybody that's gone from death to life? Come on, is there anybody that used to be hurt? That now you feel the healing of God moving and you are doing some things relationally, listen, that you thought you would never do. Can anybody see that this guy has gone from hurt to host? This leopard, it, leper, sorry. <laughs> Maybe we just need to do this thing. You know what I'm saying? Listen. We have a grateful servant. The last time we talk about Martha, she's having a nervous breakdown. Anxiety is at an all-time high. Come on, somebody. And she's mad at her sister because she won't help her serve Jesus. And I'm here all the time, and I'm working, and nobody appreciates me in this. <laughs> Come on. And now she's just, you know what I'm saying? Like the birds on her shoulders. It's feeling a little bit more like Disney. If we're not talking about any issues, she's just serving. Oh, I'm so glad we're eating again. Martha, a servant. Something happened, and now she's a life giver rather than disgruntled. There's powerful worship happening. Mary begins to pour out, come on, listen, her most expensive treasure. And then there is the religious that right in the middle of something unexpected, they find out that they're motivated by something deep that is selfish. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like how she is pouring out on the Lord. 
And I think that because I have been a part of this movement since the beginning, I think we need to begin to have a conversation because this was a total waste. Come on. Does this make sense? Listen, listen. The house of a leopard. Church, I don't know about you, but this gets me like fired up because it seems like everyone mentioned in the house has an unexpected moment. Like it's not just one cool person or one awesome person, but there has been an encounter with everyone in the house. Come on, help me. I like Simon the leper. I know there's not a lot written about him, but this passage while we focus on the, 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 what, what Mary or this woman poured out, we've got to be very careful. Because in church, we can play the, the, the comparison games. And we begin to focus on other people's worship and miss other people's testimonies. See, there is very little written about Simon the leopard, but there's a whole movement around this woman pouring out. And if we're not careful, we will move to the current moment and we will forget that we are a church full of people that had unexpected moments. And there are not, we're not a church full of superstar Christians. We're a church full of normal people that had whole awesome encounters that we said yes and turned from sin and turned from life. To, does that make sense? Turn from death to life. I don't ever want to be a church that we're so focused on the stage that we miss moments that are happening every day in people's lives. Come on. I love it because I feel like there's a model here. And for all of us, we have so many people that have gone before us. We have so many people paving the way. We have a strong church with, with, with people who have gone through some adversity. And there are mentors and life group leaders and people that you can connect with. And I love that. Avail yourself to what's in the house. Because let me just tell you this. Th this ain't... A, a, a one clown circus there are a lot of people that have come through a lot of things and just because I'm gifted to speak does not mean that there is any greater level of unexpected moments and all of us have to meet Jesus does this make sense there's something about Simon the leper that jumps out to me. And the first thought is this. He is introduced as Simon the leper. Come on. Did God not know that we would be reading this in, in 2020? Where we don't need the labels? I mean, how archaic to label him with all of the people that have labels and all of the men that have, have had labels and all the women that have had labels. How dare they put a label on this man? He is... Come on. But anytime something is in the Bible, you have to ask yourself, why is it there? Why, why is it there? Because obviously we know from Leviticus that it says this is how you handle people with leprosy. They cannot be in the public. So this man did not still have leprosy, but yet it was a sign to everybody in the room that this man has a testimony. 
and I don't care how great you look now. I know, the, come on, let me, you may wax it here. You know what I'm saying? You may look better. You got a different job. You've moved out of the Chevy Chevette into like the SUV. You're looking good right now, but you have a title, and the fact is all have fallen short of the glory of God and you need to remember that you were in desperation we all we're not going to be listen the fact that we're a growing church means that there's going to be babies and there's going to be adults and you're going to see the babies of our church post things and you're going to be like <laughs> you're going to see the babies of our church be places and do things and you're like <laughs> and your religious tick is going to be like <laughs> someone needs to meet with him pastor <laughs> come on but here's what I need you to know, Simon the leper. <laughs> here's what I need you to know, Betsy the sinner. I don't, is there a Betsy here? My, my bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, here's what I need you to know with your makeup and your, your, your new home and your new corner office. I need you to know that you were in desperation and there was no hope for you. And you were struggling. You were hurting. And now God has begun to transform your life. And it is awesome because it's a whole lot better on this side than it was on this side but you need to not forget who you were come on listen I love it at that time leopards were the most revolting people in the culture the disease was incurable it was a scary picture of walking dead I mean, come on, come on. Listen, nobody was going to touch that. Leopards were considered impure and unclean. They were contaminated. You know what I'm saying? They were untouchables. Yet, this one fact remains. Jesus, in a moment, does the unthinkable. And there is this moment where the unexpected happens. I don't want you. I, I, we all season. We all have moments where you're like, I mean, I'm a little dry. We all go through those moments. But the, to the best of your ability, I need you to wake up. I need you to think, what is God going to do today? The person sitting on my right or left, what if, what if it is their day? What if it is their unexpected moment? What do I need to do? What do I need to pray? Because I have no idea if this is the day a marriage is restored, if this is the day a wayward son or daughter comes back to Jesus, if this is the day the DNA that was planted in this child for 12 years and now they're an adult becomes to, to, to encapsulate the fact that God has a great plan for them and they begin to walk in it listen I don't know what it is about church but but when there can be sermons where some people leave and it's like oh my god I was I was, I was oh god blah, blah. changed my life and the other people are like it's pretty good it's better last week 
But if we're not careful, come on, we'll forget that the Spirit of God is moving all the time. And, 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 and God's ability to transform our life is based on the condition of your heart. When it's soft, it's easy to touch. When it's hard or heavy or held down or whatever, you're going to have to fight through a little bit more to, to listen and lean in. Come on. Here is this leper who needed the touch. Matthew chapter 8, verse 2 through 6 says, and, and, and behold, so this is a story of a leper. So I, for those of you great Bible scholars, I am not um, proposing that the leopard in the house is this person. But I am using this idea that Jesus was not scared of leopards. Lepers. Lepers. Erds, lerds. I don't know why I do that. Right. People leave today. Yeah, you talked on tigers. It's life changing. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Listen, uh, can I just time out real quick? Can we just have a family moment? People are all the time like, man, you need to practice. You need to get better. You need to speak better. Have you seen a carpenter's hands? That dude misses all the time. <laughs> so don't come to me and be like, you need to be a little bit better. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> that was totally flesh. I know, my bad, my bad. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. Listen, listen. Touch. <laughs> Behold a leper came to him and knelt before him and said, look at this, Lord, if, you're, if you will, Lord, if you will. Some of you, you got old school, if you're willing, make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy was cleansed. Jesus' response was unexpected. Why? Because nobody in this time was touching that issue. Nobody was touching, come on, that sickness. Listen, I am convinced the leper wanted to know if Jesus really wanted to help. I know you just came down from the Sermon on the Mount. That was good preaching, preacher. But what I heard gave me hope. What are you going to do? Come on. What I heard on that mountain has given me a little hope. And for the first time, I believe there's an answer to the problem in my soul. For the first time, come on. I believe that there's an answer. And, and, and I'm looking to know, like, I'm money where your mouth is, will you? Are you willing to get involved in my mess? Come on. Are you, uh, will you touch what other people have called gross? Are you willing to touch the area that has caused me so much pain? Maybe you're here today asking the same questions. Would God really be willing to reach out and touch my mess like he did that leper? The answer, come on, is, come on, say it. The answer is what? Yes. Yes, yes he will. 
This church is full of messy people who have walked through hard seasons. Come on. Have blown it. Come on. Anybody blown it? I did that for like your whole life so you, everybody would raise their hand. I didn't do this last week. Come on. Anybody here made poor choices? Anybody here ever hurt someone they love? Come on. I like this verse because it shows us that Jesus is moved with compassion for all of our pain and our diseases. Listen. Listen. The story of this leper finds himself in an unexpected moment and healing begins in his life. Healing, come on, begins in his life. Church, this leper went from hurting to hosting. Can we just take a time out real quick? I mean, it's, 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 it's like a sentence that has like nine words in it. And you can just rush by there. But has anybody thrown a party before? It ain't nine words of work. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You, kill, you clean places you ain't cleaned ever. They're going to see the baseboards in the corner behind the thing. <laughs> come on. Hosting? See, this is what we want for you. Spiritual transformation looks like you come to Jesus hurting and all of a sudden you begin to believe that something can happen, come on, in your life. That the same God that touched your life, you want to give an opportunity for him to touch somebody else's life. And now everything that he's given me isn't for me, but it's to usher a moment that God can change other people's lives. Come on. This man, this leper, just a touch, just a touch. From hurting to hosting, and guess what? It would be wrong for us to only focus on what Jesus did because the truth of the matter is this man had to get the courage to take a step. See, many of us have not come into our season of breakthrough because we are wanting Jesus to find and move and navigate to us. And while it's true, he, he, he knocks at the door of our heart and he calls to us all the time and we drown it out with music and medicine and all the stuff. But you need to know that there has to be a step on your part toward him. There has to be that step. And so at one point in time, this man had to decide what God could do through me, listen, is more important than what people will say about me. What God could do through me is more important than what people will say about me. And so I'm going to go ahead and enter to this. And I know my family's going to call me crazy. I know they're going to call me religious. I know they're going to say you're up at the church too much. I know they're going to say all this stuff. But I believe that there's something in me that God wants to do. And I've tried to do a bunch of other things. I've tried to medicate it. I've tried to do all these other things. It doesn't help. Come on, somebody. We are in a world full of options. Man, y'all go ahead and come up. And there are so many ways to enlightenment, success, 
ways of gaining wisdom. But in all of this, you need to know that those, all of those ways in and of themselves are dead ends. They're dead ends. They lead to nowhere. And listen, there is no real life apart from the presence of God. Sure, people will try, but nothing will satisfy us. No amount of glory or financial security will rid you of sin. We all have to come to the truth, and here's this. This is the ugly truth. The ugly truth is we are all the leper. And there is nothing that we can do to fix ourselves. This is why we worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. This is why we give. Out of the overflow of knowing what he did for us begins to pivot our worldview and it changes everything. No amount of what this world can offer, listen to this, can heal the brokenness in your heart. See, as soon as you figure that out, you'll stop trying to win every argument. Maybe you don't need to be a debater anymore. God is not respecter of persons. What he will do in Hannah's life, he will do in yours. Listen, addiction can break. Strongholds can be broken. Your heart can be healed. Your background no longer has to be the thing shouting in your ear, making you make decisions. This morning, would you prepare your heart? Come on, you band. Y'all begin to, to, to set the atmosphere here. W would you let Jesus touch the messy part of your life? What's the messy part? Let, okay, stop. Not the churchy part, the messy part. The messy part. The part that screams insecurity. The, the part that makes you want to hide. The part that if anybody knew this, you know, like if this was the part up on the screen today, I would totally be a puddle of like embarrassment. Come on. The messy part. The messy part. Just a touch will change everything. This morning could be your unexpected moment. The Bible says, John 3, 16, come on. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have... Come on, say it. Ever what? Some of us are, don't have that everlasting life. We don't have that everlasting life. We have momentary happiness, but we don't have everlasting life. There is more to this house than principles and process. You're going to have to meet Jesus, and you're going to have to open your heart and let him touch your life. And if you will do that, it will change everything. And I believe that we're going to be a house that moves, come on, listen, from hurting to hosting. Come on, we're going to walk in some victory. We're going to walk in some victory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.